What's up, everybody? It's the DBC. We make everything a little better each and every week on this little podcast. I'm Bass Number Three at the controls down here in beautiful, chilly South Jersey. And that over there, the man with a million hats hanging behind him and a million beers on the over the other shoulder, is uh, Bass and Number no One. No shirt on. And no yeah. shirt. And flashing the guns. The guns. Flashing, flashing the undergun. <laughs> the undergun. Uh, that is Vassar number one over there in uh, beautiful uh, uh, Chile as well, uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been outside today. I, I just stayed <laughs> in the basement. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe. I assume it's chilly. I don't know. Nice. Uh, nice. All right. Well, uh, we both here are basement dwellers at this point, although not in our mother's homes. Uh, we're not those kinds of basement dwellers. No, thankfully. Uh, we are in our own homes that we pay for. And uh, we are here to talk about music because that's what this show's about. Let's uh, set the set the stage for you we've got dbc first listen coming up and we've got two i thought it was only going to be one but you're you're springing something else on me that i wasn't aware of i am um and this is a segment where we take uh bands that uh were around back in our formative years who are putting out new music and we want to give a chance to spotlight them and maybe it's good maybe it's not but we're certainly going to chat about it uh this week new music from the band helmet who have returned after a fairly long time? Uh, their last record. Well, no, uh, well, their last record was 2016. Oh, not that long. So, eh, ish. Okay. Uh, and then apparently, uh, Bush put something out. So we'll get yeah, to that. Bush, Bush actually put out a greatest hits record, but these are the two new tracks on it. Ah, that explains it. And it's a very weird. We'll explain it later. It's yeah. very weird on streaming services. It's it's an odd record. Okay, we'll get to that a little bit later. Of course, we have the world famous uh, DBC Song Exchange uh, coming up later in the show. That's where uh, myself and Bass Number uh, One choose three brand new songs from artists you probably never heard of, and we share them. We spotlight them because sharing is caring. We are approaching the holiday season when it's better to give than it is to receive. But on this show, we do both. We give and we receive. I know you like receiving. Are you telling me you don't like a little uh, receiving as well? I'm all right. More the giving. I got to be honest. All right. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But before we do that, uh, last week we were, uh, I don't know, we had the just this brainstorm of, you know what? People want, people want more of us flapping our gums. And uh, I thought we had a really nice uh, discussion, kind of an old school DBC discussion about, um, what was it about again? 
Vinyl Moon. <laughs> vinyl Moon and the uh, the manufacturing problems of uh, vinyl records. Yes, yes. And, and I guess this is somewhat connected to that same sort of wheelhouse. but Same sort of wheelhouse. I won't do every single conversation that I bring up about vinyl. <laughs> right. But, you know. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a a conversation about buying more in the marketplace. Now we talked about you know um, the manufacturing process, how hard it must be for that Vinyl Moon subscription service last week, and this week I was uh, trying to focus on Discogs, um, and and I didn't realize at the time we were talking a little bit after the show where Stereo Gum had just put out a an article. Mm -hmm. Based on the challenges that Discogs had, this was not based on that. This was based on um, the fact that I went to Discogs in the last, I don't know, maybe month or so looking for some records, and I had three pretty poor experiences and have found it to be a completely different beast than I, than, than I, and then how I used to use it. Yeah. And, and we're talking many years ago or in the not too distant past, like... I would say I would say um, I stopped using it maybe two years ago. Okay. Right. So when I was using it more was when I was building up my '80s collection. Right. And I still had records that I needed to. And for the people that don't know, haven't heard it on the, uh, you know, the 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 podcast, I own a physical copy of every single song that hit the '80s uh, Billboard Hot 100 chart. That was my collection. And as I was building it up, I, I completed that. I moved on to like the dance charts and the rock charts, and I tried finding those records. And those were a little bit harder to find in person. So I would go to Discogs, and I would find a seller that would be selling records for like a buck or two, you know, used records anywhere in the U.S. And I'd buy like 20, 30, 40 at a time. And usually when you found like someone with like a handful of these like early 80s, like long play disco singles and stuff. Mm -hmm you'd they'd have a set of them uh, that would be like the niche genre that they would be in and i'd be able to find a whole mess of them and i'd get like 20 30 records at two bucks a piece and they charge five dollars for shipping for the whole package and it would be so cost affordable so easy to find and it was kind of exciting it, it changed the way you know um um shopping vinyl shopping was for me because uh, there's not that many vinyl stores left in this world mm -hmm. to shop at. And I was telling you, too, that there's there's one around the corner from my house uh, called the Ephrata Record Exchange, I think, or the something along the lines of that, um, which is one of the best stores I've ever been to. Um, it has more vinyl than you could possibly think of, but it's stacked in crates, four high, three deep, under shelves, over shelves, in shelves, to the point where my fat gut hits the, I can't even walk down the aisle because it hits a crate. And I often wonder, like, how do you get to that fourth, four deep, like three deep, four, four down crate that has like that, right. that, that, that record in? And how do, how do these, these, uh, these brick and mortars like that make any money? You're never selling that record. Never ever selling those records down there. Mm -mm. I can't picture it. Um, no, so because if because if someone as crazy as you is not getting down on your hands and knees, you know your average Joe who's going in there isn't going to do it. It, it I, takes a special kind of crazy person who also is either really tiny or more physically yeah. fit. Yes. And I've, I've been there. I, I, I don't go that often anymore. I go maybe once a month. I have not seen any person 
anytime I've went, go below the shelves, onto the floor, or ever move a crate out of the way. Mm-hmm. I did it the last time I went. I was looking through the new 12-inch singles they had, and they had three crates of them stacked on top of each other. And I moved the crates to the side, but even then, I didn't even know where to put the damn crate because there was no place to put it. There's no, like, tabletop or, like, a... No, every spot in the building is covered with records. Right. <laughs> Um, so I used to use Discogs because that was the easy way to do it. And so I, I, I was looking for some records that I couldn't find at the, at this brick and mortar store. So I went on Discogs and in the last couple of weeks and was looking for them and, and I've had some interesting experiences and it feels very different than it did before. And I'll tell you the, the, the first experience and, and, and I mentioned the stereo gum article, which you pointed out to me last week, I'm not going to read any of it, um, I'll just uh, you know. It was very, it was very good, right? Very, uh, very. It thorough. was very good. It was very good, and there was piece, a little pieces of it, like the fee structure, mm-hmm. that I didn't quite know the actual percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything in there is exactly what I was planning on talking about anyway. So nothing they're saying in this. If you go to Stereo Gum and search for um, uh, the discontent at Discogs, is the name of the article. Yep. You can certainly uh, read that. But the biggest thing, first of all, is is the fees now that that uh, were raised in April. So what used to happen was you the seller would get charged a seven percent fee on anything they sold, and I think a fee on what you sell is is pretty normal in the industry, right? Yeah, but I mean now eBay that, takes something and yep, StubHub takes, takes something, four or five or sure. something, I think like that. Um, and so they raised it to 8%, which doesn't sound like a lot, 1%, but it, it is when you're selling in, in bulk, and it is when you're buying small quantities. You know, it, you, you lose some money there. And what they told people was to uh, sellers to raise the prices mm-hmm. to combat this. Well, raising prices doesn't exactly, you know, sell a record, all right? <laughs> Obviously. Right. But, but the biggest change now is shipping. So... What you used to see would be something like one record to five is uh, $5 shipping because that's what it costs to do media mail through the the postal service, something like that. And then you used to see like, you know, six to 20 is $10 a ship. And then anything past that is either free or it caps it at 10. Like there's a point where it caps it because the, once you hit that bigger box, the postal service doesn't charge you any more money. Really, it, it 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 worked out so that you can buy in bulk and really save the shipping cost. Well, it doesn't work that way anymore, because now Discogs has charged a seven percent or eight percent fee on the shipping cost too. That's crazy. Which sellers are pissed off about, and I don't blame them because. They sh- Discogs should have nothing to do with that. I understand you're putting the record <coughs> on their site. You're using their yep. database. Yep. I understand that. But the shipping is totally on the person to yep. buy the supplies, to ship it out, to deal with the hassle of people in the post office and all that crap. And yet you're taking a fee off that. So now what I saw is it, it, to buy one record is now like six bucks shipping in the U.S., one to five, though, is six bucks shipping as well, usually. So usually the users will go one through five is the same amount of shipping. But then every record after that point is usually an extra price, like a buck. 
So the more you build up, the higher your shipping costs go. And there's no, it's, there's no like six to ten, eleven to fifteen. It it's like each one is a step up. The 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 thing that that most of them I see is once you get past that initial whatever it is, say five. Every record costs more after that, up until you reach a certain selling point, which is like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever, and then they just ship for free because at that point they don't really care; they right. make enough money on the records. But it really is hurting uh, my experience because I can't go. All right, five bucks for shipping on five, and then every other record I'm adding an extra dollar to it. That doesn't that covers their cost, but that's not even close to what it costs to ship. And so that's that's number one, and that that's really hurting in here because that seems pretty exorbitant. And it's not I've not just you. If it, there's a long form article being generated on Stereo Gum, there's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you. Yeah, but but you know the other the other piece, and this is not mentioned in there because they're they're really talking about how how sellers have been screwed. But a lot of these places are brick and mortar stores that also have. A, a an online presence on Discogs oh, to help sell. I know what you're going to say. Right? This part and is is awful. This part is is incredibly awful. So the first one, when I went back on there, I I went and I looked for a I forget what it, the record even was that I was looking for, but it's a record from the '80s that I didn't own that had like an exclusive track on the vinyl, and I'm like, okay, I got to find this. I really need it in the collection, and I found it for like ten bucks. It wasn't cheap. And I know ten bucks doesn't sound like much, but a used record from the eighties at ten bucks probably is a little expensive. But I found what was it. it? I put. I know I don't even remember what uh, it was offhand. And then, no, I'm and just I, amazed and, that there's something from the eighties that you don't have that you're still finding these things. It doesn't fit in the collection. Certainly, there is no more collection. Okay. It's just certain things that I just don't have that I find that that seem interesting. Did you abandon the dance and the rock ones, or did you complete yeah. those? You didn't. No, no, no. I uh, the the rock one was not as difficult. The dance one is is effing impossible. Okay. The the dance one was um, the dance charts include a lot of twelve inch singles and right. that were released. And no other no other method other than the twelve inch single for DJs. And some of those things are so rare that they were costing a hundred hundred fifty bucks for a twelve inch. And I'm like, nah, I can't do this. It's not it's not something I need. And it was it was getting way too cost prohibitive and a lot of this stuff doesn't exist anymore yeah you don't you don't need it it's not Seamus McCool it's not Seamus no <laughs> um so I went on and I threw this record into my cart it was 10 bucks and I look at the shipping and it's like six bucks or five for six bucks so I'm like okay I'll go back and look through the rest of the, the 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 records that these this person has and I found five more like a buck a piece and a couple 12 inch singles and I'm like okay that's perfect I'll order five more records at a buck a piece yeah. and get the same shipping. And I sent it through and I get the 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 shipping, the tracking number back, and then I get a refund for like 11 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So it turns out the record that I wanted was no longer available because someone bought it in the brick and mortar in, in store yep. itself and they never removed it from the website so i got the other five records that you didn't really want that i didn't really want and they so i spent money at this store and i filled up that package to get the same shipping and i didn't get the one record i want but i got the five i really didn't need uh -huh. and i'm like and this happened again the next time i did it 
is I ordered three records off a guy. They were like 20 bucks a piece. And, and, and I'm like, this is great. I want these ones. And then two of them weren't there. And he sent me the third. And I'm like, would you, but, would you be more, would you be better with it if they reached out to you and said, Hey, these two things are missing. Do you still want this? Yeah. Or would that just, or does just the complete lack of like inventory control more the thing that is irritating you? I think, I think, well, I think it's for me, I think it's more the inventory that like, how do you not have, if you're going to run a business like this, how do you not have that? Um, that thing locked down because yeah. that's just, that's just unacceptable to me. Well, well, the way so I'm going to answer it the way you worded it. Okay, it the inventory control bothers me a lot and yep. a lot more than not asking me. Though I would have perf- I would absolutely prefer someone come back to me and say, "Dude, I'm sorry, I don't have these two records. I have the third. Do you still want?" this order and i'd likely say in most of these cases either let me go see if i can find something else to replace it or no i don't want it now right. some record some i would some i wouldn't but there's a purpose behind what i buy and there's a reason i buy a certain volume so i get the cost effective method here yeah um and, and it bothers me that you're shipping it to me without telling me first and you're telling me after you know, yeah. I'm getting the money back, so I'm not going to argue with getting the money back. At least it's they're not shady. saying I'm keeping your money. It's shady, is what but it yeah, is. If, if and and I keep experiencing it, keep experiencing this, and I I know for a fact that these people with ten thousand records online are running a brick and mortar store, and can I trust it? See, this is the problem for me right now, and what makes it first, it doesn't make it worth it for me anymore, and I've kind of lost this ability to like just randomly go down a list of 10,000 items and see if there's anything I really want. It's, it's a tough find anymore, but in the back of my mind, I've got, is, are, are people going to come back at me and say this shit isn't available, yeah. even though... Even though I've, I, it's on your website and it says it is, and I, I hate this concept. It's weird that that these two completely unrelated problems are both cropping up now, right? Like those two things: the shipping thing, the fee structure thing, and this like sort of unregulated in, the inventory issues um, have nothing to do with one another at all. And yeah. yet they both seem to be ruining the experience. Um, it's like double, te- it's like double teaming, right? Double team on the devil. Double team on the devil. Um, and and just yeah, wrecking this this place that used to be a cool little hub for record nerds and collectors and things like that, and now it's just become it's sloppy. Yeah, so well, sloppy. And, and, and I and and, and the uh, the other challenge, and this is this is a hard one, and I get it, but like so. I'm a collector, and so I want certain things, and I expect it to be right. And so I'm not going to get into what I'm collecting because that's a, a conversation I think for next week that I want to do. But there's a band that I've started collecting, uh, which yeah. if you look at the tracker, it's on there. I, I, I won't tell you what it is to, to to ruin it a little bit. But there are multiple versions of every single record, multiple colors, multiple variants, multiple covers, multiple things. And if you go on Discogs, the nice part about it is, is you, when you put it up, you can pick the version and attach it to it. So it gets all the metadata associated with it, except people regularly pick the wrong version. Listen, you you don't have to be so coy about this. You can just say Taylor Swift. 
It's it's. I'm trying to find all the pink yellow, uh, pink uh, Taylor Swift. Records. How many yes. of how many of the 27 variants do you have? <laughs> no, it's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know. I'm... Um, but look, I mean, people regularly pick the the wrong version. Yep. And so I'll I'll be thinking. And right now, in in I'm in the inf, infant infant infancy. Stage. The infancy of collecting this band. So it's not a big deal. I don't have any variants of them. But if I really want to go to the variant structure and go, hey, I want the red version, the yellow version, the green version, the splattered version, whatever, I need that to be accurate because I don't want to spend 20, 30 bucks on a record or whatever it is and have the same variant come to me again. And it it, it it's kind of it's it's interesting, but like this one, like literally, there's probably 20 versions of every record. And people are choosing the wrong things all the time. But do I have a leg to stand on if I go back to this guy and say, hey, the record, you know, is the record, but it's the wrong color. I'm going to ship it back. I don't know if I don't know that I have a leg to stand on there that someone like Discogs would if I and, and first of all, and, and part of the Stereogum article says Discogs has literally no customer service staff. They don't respond to anything. Right, right. They don't do anything. So if the seller says, screw you, it's still the right record, it's just the wrong color, do I have a leg to stand on? I yeah, don't but, think I but, do. but they don't, when they, when they label it and market it, they're not saying, hey, this is specifically the, you're just saying that they've attached it to the wrong. They've, like, the the one, and, and I haven't had this experience, oh, no, I had it, I have it once, but it didn't really matter in this case. They attached it to, there's a red version and a yellow version. And they attached it to the red version, and it just said it, – it brought in the description, and all they do was type in, like, uh, this is still sealed, or this has been used once, or right. it's open, and the cover's good, whatever. But they let the metadata fill in, so I'm ordering the red version, and I pulled it out, and it's yellow. And, like, I don't care in this case. I'm fine with this one. But if I was specifically collecting for yeah. that variant – I'd be pissed. Is it and, bad form to email the seller to ask for confirmation before you buy? Is it bad form? Um, I don't. I, I mean, if if I if I was to really get on that path where I wanted every variant, I think I would confirm if uh, if the seller doesn't include any like obvious writing of their own. Mm -hmm. Any text context that they've put in, yep. if, if it's all from just the listing on Discogs, I might ask. Is if it's is it bad decorum to ask? If it is, screw you. You don't want my money. All it is is a if it's as long as it's open. I'm not going to ask you to open a record and verify. <laughs> right. All right. But if if it's open, all you have to do is find it, pull it out, and look at the color. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. Right. But and I, I can't I, imagine I, that there aren't people that get on these sellers about that because you're you are you're a big vinyl guy, you're a big music guy, but you you are not one of these like color maniacs. And there are people out there that oh, I'm that a color. is, but you're, I, 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 I I know that you like it, but like you don't. That's not like your obsession is getting all sorts of color variants. I, at least I don't. It's not an obsession. No, I do like a really cool looking record. No, I, I know. I understand that. that. But like, there are people that like the, the color is the thing, like the main draw. And so I feel like those people probably are, if you're really serious about it, probably do go, Hey man, I just want to know this is the, the piss yellow variant or yeah. the poop Brown version or the, 
Well, and and I I will I will tell you is. Again, the, the band I'm collecting, and I've got to move away from this one because it's going to ruin the whole conversation for next week. Um, but um, I am thinking of trying to collect variants. The only other one that I've done is Nunslaughter, the the metal band. So good. Sorry, uh, sorry for kids. Nuns laughter. <laughs> um, uh, the the Nunslaughter I collect. I was at some point collecting all the variants, all the different colors, all the different releases. And and I was pissed when they'd send me the wrong variant. Absolutely. Because I already have them and they're very rare. A lot of these variants are only 10, 20 copies for those guys. These variants, you know, for the band I'm collecting now are, are you know, uh, you know, a thousand copies. So you can find some. But still, um, yeah, it's just it's a very interesting concept. And I just don't think I. I don't think I'd ever get any seller that's going to be like, yeah, go ahead and send that back. You know, I'll refund your, your money. So there's a, there's a lot of problems with, with Discogs right now. And frankly, almost any site, I mean, I, I have been only able to find any like aggregator of uh, a, a, a very, a big marketplace or anything like that for sales. Even eBay is not very good anymore. I mean, especially for stuff like no. this, it's just way too expensive. What I found is I have to go directly to labels now, which honestly isn't isn't my preferred method, especially, you know, new records. Sure, that's fine. I'm probably going to get the same price on Discogs as I do on the marketplace, but I am I'm all right with used records. I can get them cheaper and if I'm looking for the 80s stuff obviously I'm not going to a, a label you know I'm going I have to find it used and I have to find it on one of these aggregators but and there's there's no good like exciting way for me to do this anymore these marketplaces and these brick and mortars they just don't fit or they they're not the same as they were even say two three years ago and there's no excitement behind it. Like, well, I don't know what needs to change to bring the excitement back, but or is, is it just o is it just over? Is it just we exhausted it and uh, it's it had its golden age, and that golden age is behind us now. I uh, what and 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 what may need to happen in order for this to be better is for the vinyl industry to start tanking again. Yeah. Because the reality is, now with your new vinyl, and we talked about this last week a little bit too, your new vinyl at $20, $30, $40, $50, you know, box sets coming out that are $350, right. you know, th things people can't afford, you can't buy too much. But what that's done also is it's taken the $0.99 cent record and bumped it to three ninety nine. Yep. You know, so everything has went up in price. And now you can go on and you can find like sealed copies of Michael Jackson's Thriller for $25. Who in the F is paying that? And if so, you have so much disposable money at your your, your fingertips. Like I, I, there's just no purpose to that at all when you can find that record, anything like – you know, sealed Billy Joel records. Oh, who the hell cares? You can find any of those perfectly fine at any yard sale. You know, uh, you can find it in, in 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 pretty much any store or, or, that sells records or for in a the, buck. Or in the case of Billy Joel, you could just not find his records and just walk the other way. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> That's fine. 
but I think the prices on everything have increased oh, yeah. due to the demand now. And it's just, sorry, these records from the 80s are not worth $7, $8 used or $10, $12 bucks used. And even in the brick and mortars now, I'm going yeah. down and seeing $4.99 minimum, $6.99. But I'm I mean, like, I'm not going to do but this I mean, But I mean, they are. That is what they're worth because that's what the market says they're worth, right? If that's if that's where we're at, you're just not in step with with vinyl culture in that way anymore, right? You know, you you I remember guess. the days of, you know, 50 cent records and flea markets and all that kind of stuff and now that it's and back before vinyl was the status symbol that it is now and the um uh, the, the, the piece of more, the piece of home decor than anything else, or the nostalgia thing, whatever it is, it's fueling it. You were there before that. Um, and now that's kind of come and it's raised everything up and you're sitting here going like, I haven't changed. Like, yeah, this is still the same stuff that I was always into. Um, now everybody else is caught on and you're driving the damn market up. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I guess no, in, I in, 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 in a sense though, not that I think you would ever consider this, but it certainly has probably increased the value of what you have in your house. So if you ever were looking to unload it, you probably make a heck of a lot more now, uh, than you would have 10 years ago. Right. Cause yeah. that copy of Michael Jackson's thriller that you indefinitely definitely have in there is not a dollar anymore. No, see that's that's where you're wrong though. I I think it because I've I've been at the brick and mortar around here. There's Africa Record Collection, Record Collector, or something. I I really should have looked that up before I said it. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Nobody's yeah. actually going to the store. Um, I've been there when they've bought records, and it's still the same crap. You look through the records, and they're going to go. I'll give you a dime a record. It's still the same dime a record, still oh. the same quarter a record that it was before, but now they're making a bigger profit on it. And and so and and I think for a, a store like the one I just mentioned, which is records wall to wall, I think you almost have to stay with that buying buying price. Well, I'm not, I'm not telling otherwise, you. Otherwise, there's so there's so many records that if they increase their buying price, they're going to increase their their loss too. I'm not I'm not increasing I'm not uh, telling you to sell your collection to a store. I'm saying you sell it yourself. If you created your own the trusty steed web store and blew your no, stuff out, right? You could have, charge have you, Dude, have you ever tried selling a a, a music online? I've not. Dude, that is hell. Oh, I'm sure it is. I have no patience for this. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so you have no patience for the thing that you're getting pissed at the guys who are screwing stuff up. The well, because it it's not the screw up part though. The screw up part is a problem. Right. All right. The the patience that I don't have is back in the day. I bought a lot of metal records. I listened to them. I didn't like them. You know, I put them up on eBay. And it would be a couple things. It would be constant questions. It would be people emailing. I'd have a record up for, you know, uh, uh, ten bucks, say, and they'd email me. Would you like to take five for it? No, I have it priced at ten. That's what I want for it. So constant emails there, and then I would always have shipping things. So I'd pack up a record, I'd ship it to them, and it'd be in great shape. And I knew it was in great shape. And I'd get an email back like, "Oh, it got destroyed in shipping. Can I have my money back?" And like, "Okay, ship it back to me." Like, well, no, I'm not going to ship it back to you. 
but then how do I know it's destroyed in shipping? And I packed it really well. Yeah. And then and then I had so many people come back at me like, I really don't like this record. Can I get my money back? Well, I'm not asking your preference, your yeah. taste in music is not my problem. And it was it was that stuff. The people like buying stuff and then complaining that it was broken in transit or something was wrong with it. BS. Or like I had plenty of people come back and say, This record's all scratched up. Like, no, it wasn't. It it absolutely wasn't when I shipped it to you. So you took it out of it and let your cat, you know, scratch on it. And then now you're telling me you want your money back? No, not doing it. All right. Final, final suggestion. Run a store out of your garage and just meet the people. No shipping. Set your price. You don't I have live to- in the middle of Amish country. You don't think there's a well? You, you said this other record store is near you. You could open a competitor to Ephus uh, Record Store or whatever it's called, or Elephant yeah. Titus Records or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. The yeah. Trusty Steed Vinyl Vintage Vinyl Shop right over the garage, right, and just yeah. open the doors on Saturdays and have the people, the people come in and sell them that copy of Fleetwood Mac Tango in the night. For eight dollars. Hey, I'll tell you, man. Uh, when we do, <laughs> so there's twice a year yard sales in our area: mm-hmm. Memorial Day and Labor some Day. Other day. Uh, you no, know, then I, once a year, the Labor Day one didn't happen this year, so it's Memorial Day now. And people come around all the time. Got any records? I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. Oh, they actually they know you well enough to know that you've got a whole no, bunch no, of. A- no, no, no. They ask anywhere. Oh. They ask around the neighborhood. There's a lot of people that come by. I live in in near Adamstown, PA, which is the antiquing capital of the world. Sure is. People will buy literally anything, anywhere, and any value. But the part of the antiquing is they will they will get you down to the the least value they want to pay for it, right. and they will hound you until they get that. If an item is sitting on a table at fifty cents, they will say, "I will buy it for a quarter. Just give me two quarters." Stop. Like, right. it, if it's a quarter, you we take it for a dime. Oh, get out of my yard. <laughs> get out of my yard. Lovely, um, lovely people. But we have people all the time that come by and go like, do you have any vintage cars? Do you have any vintage tools? Do you have any records? And I'm like, nope, nope, Yeah, I nope. got a vintage tool for you right here, buddy. Nope, nope. I'll whip it out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> vintage car. Yeah, let me pull it out of my ass. Vintage yeah. car. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, I'm sorry to hear that Discogs has become uh, such a, a flaming bag, um, and uh, not quite as user friendly and or just fun rec- as it once just was. Just buying records overall has become more of a chore than it needs to be. I oh, love. Just, we're just sucking the joy out of life. We're sucking the joy out of life, man. Yeah. When you've got bastard number one saying that shopping for records isn't fun anymore. That's why I drink. We've lost the plot. You drink. You sure do. That's why I have all the beers behind me. There you because go. Because I can't collect records anymore. See what see what happens? <laughs> now, do you message any of those guys and ask if, uh, is this the proper uh, variant? Uh, is this the purple variant of? Uh, is this the banana variant of yeah. this uh, sour? Stop, I haven't done email. That yet. Stop emailing me, sir. All right. Well, next week, uh, uh, true to bastard number one's tease, uh, we'll get into. Uh, I guess we'll continue this uh, vinyl sort of a, a trilogy of vinyl conversations uh, and get into yeah. his mystery group. 
Well, and, and so these... ne- next week's conversation, and I will tell it now because I'm going to do it next week anyway. Yep. Uh, next week's conversation is about finding a a band later in their career or, uh, you know, at least after they've had hits or after they've had a collection and all of a sudden realizing that they're, uh, they're a group you love, which yeah. I recently found. And it, I thought it was very rare. So I want to have that discussion, finding a band later in their career that you, you kind of missed out on and see, you know, what kind of experiences you have with it too. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to pivot now into some music because we know that's what you, you want, right? You're, you're here for music. Yeah, uh, yeah. And as we uh, always do, we, we tend to start off with the, as long as there's stuff to start with, we'll do the DBC first listen. And there did happen to be a record uh, that both of us, I think were at least semi looking forward to hearing. Uh, and that would be new music from helmet, a band that I'm was quite fond of back in the day. I think probably lost track of them in the mid 2000s when he shuffled the lineup around a bit and and took longer between releases. Um, actually, it's it's just interesting that this is dropping now because I I found myself watching uh, this documentary on a TV called Underground Inc., uh, which is about um, bands in the sort of alternative rock movement that kind of. Uh, surfed in on the Nirvana wave and how so many of them kind of like, you know, so there's like a, a bit on Jawbox and a bit on a helmet and just sort of how they were sort of mismatched with some of the stuff of that era and the major label system. It's interesting. Um, not often that you see helmet featured uh, prominently in a, uh, in a motion picture, but in any event, uh, yeah. yeah, they got new stuff. So uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about it. The new record is called left. No, it's called left. Yeah. Um, it is what their ninth, I think, five, six, seven, like ninth. Their last one, "Dead to the World" from twenty sixteen. Uh, I don't remember not it. Great. Now it, it, it went more towards the uh, sort of alt, alt. It is called alt metal, but it's more of an alt rock record. It it doesn't have as much uh, vitriol as Helmet used to have, and I think they they he uh, Paige Hamilton. I don't know if I'd say mellowed out a little bit. But certainly doesn't have that that viciousness that he had back with Strap It On or Meantime, uh, the first two records. Uh, and I, I, I guess it all started back with with Betty in 1994, where kind of added some interesting twists and turns to their music. So the thing created that, some pop songs and and went a little more mainstream. They did, but but they also like there was some weirdness on there, right? Like that that song like Biscuits for Smut. Yeah. Right. They led the, the as a single, and that is like the least helmet sounding helmet song of all time. And it's really kind of a weird song. I was always intrigued when I found out um, that he came out of the same um, like avant garde guitar scene as like Sonic Youth. Like he had, like I never associated him that way because you think of him always oh, a metal guy, he's a, but he really wasn't. He was like a like an avant-garde, like an experimental metal guitarist. And you can kind of hear that because he would play with weirder tunings. And there's some like interesting things that when he plays, you go like, oh, that's definitely a helmet song versus any other like, you know, metal yeah. band or butt rock band. I think it it's because he has this interesting pedigree of coming out of like the 90 or uh, mid 80s, like no wave yeah. scene and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so this and, and, and 
you know, I, I kind of lost track of him a little bit. I listened to the last couple. Seeing Eye Dog was 2010, Dead to the World 2016. I mean, I, I listened to them. They weren't very good, in my opinion. I, I kind of was interested in this record, certainly, because I always like a little, you know, the 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 loud rock at this point. That's really what I'm into. But we had talked about it, too. So the first single from this record, uh, Holiday, uh, came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and it was, uh, not very good. No. Lyrically, it's, it's, it feels pretty weak. Um, but here's, here's the thing. And, and we're going to play it first, uh, because I, I want people to hear, uh, if you haven't heard Helmet, and I don't know how many people are, you know, have Helmet on their radar anymore, to be very honest. But if you haven't heard it, I wanted you to hear what, what initially was put out there as the promotion for this record. Mm -hmm. The thing about Left is it is an album that seems to be about um, assholes. There's a lot of songs like, on this. Like jerks or like buttholes? Well, I think I think a little bit of both. Oh, okay. There seems... It, it, the the, the um, What I really hear here and, and listening to the lyrics is like a hatred for idiots. <laughs> okay. I can, you know, and that's, I can get and down that's with kind that. Of what this is, that's kind of what all these songs are about. But if you look at like the the titles of the tracks themselves, so let's look like you know, New York City tough guy, um, uh, big shot, bombastic, um, powder puff. That's about you know, these are these are all songs that really are talking about the the state of human beings and and how they act in 2023 mm -hmm. and it's interesting and i i, I kind of I, I was trying to look up his political beliefs because i assumed left you know was a political statement mm -hmm. but i don't know that it is none of the songs seem overly political um they just seem to be against um against human beings that are douchebags <laughs> right yeah, douchebags don't necessarily. Uh, that doesn't mean a political affiliation. It can. Yeah, I don't. It can, but I don't. I don't see that as part of this. Okay. Um. So we'll see. But let's let's play. Let's play. We're gonna play four. Um. From this because they're short songs, and I wanted to hear some good ones. But let's lead off with holiday. Lyrically, this is um a little weird. I don't. I don't know if it's angry or weak lyrics. But it's it's odd. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Here it is. This is the lead off track on Helmet's new uh, record called Left. Track is called Holiday. Check it out on the DBC uh, first listen. Numb, fuck, dumb, face, fuck, 
there it is. That was the lead uh, lead single promoting the new Helmet record, Laugh Track on Holiday. Um, you know what? I get not sonically necessarily, but I get big filter vibes from that. Oh, in, really? In the sense that the lyrics and uh-huh. the, the way he, you're just like, are you kidding me? It, they're just so dumb that like that that part about a minute in where he's like, I son dick. Run. You're like I could totally yeah. hear like Richard Patrick doing something just that childish. Yeah. Um, but well, look here. Here's the thing with this. So it, this was another one where, on its own, I thought this is really weird. Yeah. But when you listen to the record as a whole, it fits very well. Okay. So now I'm still torn on that lyrically. Again, you know I'm more of a music guy than lyric, but this is a lyric heavy record. You really hear what he's saying. You really focus on it very much so, but it's it's also a heavier record than the last couple. It's it's their heaviest record in a while, and I think it fits nicely within the context of the record. Now it leads off the record, mm-hmm. so that's the first thing you get. So maybe not the best lead track there, but I think overall as a body of work, it's not bad. So the the song itself has changed a little bit in my mind. It's, it, it happens every now and then for me is you, you take songs and take them out of context and put them in single form and they're not as good as when you've put it into the album form. Right. Another reason I like listening to albums, you know. So let, let's play another one. And I think these three you're going to like a little bit more. Um, uh, they're, they're, hard, they're, they're certainly uh, harder edge, but they still got some a lot of melody to them. Um, Let's play the next one uh, called uh, NYC Tough Guy.
new music from Helmet, NYC Tough Guy from the uh, new album Left. I'm, I'll throw another one out there. Tell me if I'm crazy. I hear STP in there. Oh, well, no, see, I didn't hear STP in there, but that one, you might be crazy. That one, sonically, I heard filter. Really? Yeah, so I didn't, I, I get from the lyrical standpoint, but musically, I heard filter no, in that my, song. No, musically is what I think STP this is I where I heard it. That. It's that, it's that, uh, that like naughty yeah. riffing that they could kind of do like STP had a lot of straightforward stuff, but they also had some like very complex kind of sure. awkwardly structured song, you know, like tiny music and into fourth record. And that I was just picking up that, um, that did not sound like helmet to me. Like if you That's play, if you play that to me blind, I would not have said helmet. And STP STP is what are they on my list? Second favorite band of all time. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick that up either. So interesting. Interesting. This is, this is an interesting record so far. Yeah, I, I don't know that I like it, but it's interesting. All right, so let's let's try a couple more. Okay. Um, let's go to uh, uh, your nickname, Powder Puff. Yeah, I used to dance under that name in college. Yep, I here it is. So. Uh, Work the pole, man. Work the pole. Music from Helmet. Check it out.
New music from Helmet. The record is called Left. That song was called uh, Powder Puff. Call me crazy, but I hear a lot of Army of Anyone in that uh, song. Do you? <laughs> you just you're just making shit up now. Yes, I am. You're just, you're just going to take any band that had a member of nope. STP. The next song is Velvet Revolver. Uh, no, the next one's Talk Show, asshole. Oh, all right. All right. I, was, uh, I was sitting on that one for the entire length of that song. Um, good, good, good. A little bit more like uh, Helmet, I guess. Yeah. Still not as nasty as I want it to be. Because uh, I Helmet, I like the nasty helmet. The helmet that I like is that yep. grimy stuff, and this just isn't it. Little... And I don't know that you're going to get the grimy, grimy helmet Sucks. anymore. He's mellow. No. He's he's too much of a he's a nice mellow yeah. guy now. He still well, hates idiots, but he still hates idiots, and he is very opinionated and very weird too. I've been reading articles with him, and yes, I, I was reading a little bit as you go, and yes, the, I, I don't know that it necessarily means it here. The left, but they are definitely a, a, a democratic left wing band. They hate Trump. Um, could, I, could you really imagine him? I feel like if he did, he would have been either embraced by that side or shunned by the other side, right? Because there's so few of those bands that aren't like knuckle-dragging like country or classic rock artists that that side would be like, oh, look, a band that likes us. Come over here, Helmet. Yeah. And then the left would be like, cancel Paige Hamilton. Yeah. Well, I was just reading an article on something called 518scene.com. I guess that must be an area code in New York City or something like that. Sure. Because um, they're from New York, where he called uh, or he called him an orange douche face. So I, I, I'm, I'm supposing there's a meaning to this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too worried about Paige Hamilton and his uh, political leanings. I think, he's, I think yes. he's just fine. Yes, that's fine. So we're going to play one more. Uh, maybe this will interest you. If look, if you like any of these four, the record kind of sounds like this. Okay. If you don't like any of these four, the record kind of sounds like this. <laughs> so we're gonna play the second single, and I think the only other single from the record uh, called "Gun Fluff," and that's fluff with one F for some reason. That's fluff with one F. Yep. All right, here it is. New music from Helmet on the DBC. First listen.
I think that was enough. That's music from uh, Helmet. Song is called Gun Fluff. You can find that on their uh, recently released new album called Left. And uh, yeah, I think it's best that we uh, left that behind. Not my favorite thing in the world. If I had to pick one of the of the tracks we played, uh, I think NYC Tough Guy would be my favorite okay. of the bunch. But uh, yeah, kind of underwhelming. Certainly not the helmet of your. But hey, your mileage may vary. If you were into that, uh, check the record out. Why the hell not? Yep. There you go. And, uh, and, I, and I finally did read about it. It's not necessarily a political uh, title left, but it can be if you want it to be. It really was meant. It really was meant to be. What's left? No, oh, there you go. Makes sense. Uh, and what is left for us is uh, two more tracks uh, in the DVC yeah. for ooh, in the DVC first listen. Two unexpected right. tracks I had no idea were showing up, uh, but uh, you've determined that they're worthwhile to us. So uh, what, yeah. what, what is it? Well, because here's here's what I don't necessarily do often is I don't pull out greatest hits records because there's no reason to. Um, but I thought this one was kind of appropriate. It's a band that we... Uh, do you mean pull them out like for the show? Yeah, pull them out for the show. Well, yeah, because we're not going to play anything old. No, but and usually usually it, it's, not worth, it's not worth digging into for this purpose. But this band, Bush, is who I'm talking about, just released a, uh, their, their second Greatest Hits record called Loaded, The Greatest Hits, 1994 to 2023, and it has two new songs on it. I heard the single a couple weeks ago, and I wasn't sure where it was coming from, new album, whatever. It sort of just, uh, it just got on my radar last week, showed up in my feed, um, so they do a a new song essentially that was recorded for this that sounds very much like old Bush, not not the new the the last record I think we did a um we uh, did. first listen to on and it was pretty good. Yeah. It was it it, it, it certainly uh reinvigorated their career and that's the one that, uh, that uh Flowers on a Grave is from, I think. That's yeah, on yeah. this record. That's a great song. Yeah, and then they did a cover on this and tacked it on. The weird part about this record is <laughs> it is um, – so they released back in 2005. They released their first uh, greatest hits, which is the best of 94 to 99, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the greatest hits from 94 to 2023. On streaming, all it contains is the best of 94 to 99. And then that second part of it, which is the second disc from 2000 to 2022. Yeah. It isn't streaming, so it's the it's the it's the first disc, the second disc, but the newer tracks aren't there except for the two new ones. So there's like this huge gap, and I I, I can't quite understand. Well, not on Spotify. Spotify has it all. Spotify has it all. It's twenty one tracks. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, it's twenty one. It's twenty one tracks, and so let's see if it changed in the meantime because it, it has all the 90s and, and and let's let's not let's not mince words some greatest hits records are a little sketchy you know fastballs greatest hits you go like come on guys <laughs> yeah. but like this one you look at the first i don't know eight to ten tracks on here and you're like yup 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 yep all the way down no. the line and see on 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 uh, title, which is what I use, I have the first um, ten. What does it end with? So so we've got uh, everything Zen through letting the cables sleep. Okay, and letting the cables sleep was on the science of things yep. in two thousand, and then um, 
then track 13, The Sound of Winter off the Sea of Memories, and then the two new tracks. So tracks 11 to 12 and 14 to 19 are completely missing. That's weird. Why? What's the the point of this? Right. And missing the people that we love. That's one of my favorites. I love that song. It is meant to be, from what I understand, a compilation of the first and the second greatest hits put together. But why give me the first one when it's already there and not the I second? Don't I don't get I don't get what's going on there. But either way, the two new tracks are there. And well, I'm going to play them because they're interesting. And it kind of, the second track's a cover. And it kind of fits into our, you know, our, our, our DBC uh, uh, cover segment. Full coverage. Certainly. Full coverage. Yeah, I forgot what it was even called. But we're going to start off with the single uh, called Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. It certainly feels uh, very reminiscent of older style Bush to me. Mm. Uh, and maybe... We, we, maybe love, we love old Bush here on the DBC. Uh, we love old Bush. Maybe a little Velvet Revolver or, you know... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Check it out. Nowhere to Go But Everywhere on the DBC First Listen.
New music from Bush from a new uh, greatest hits release that they have called Loaded. The uh, greatest hits, 1994 to 2023. Except on some platforms. Except (laughs) on some platforms. Uh, That's called Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. Very bushy. Very old sounding bush, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have as much of the electronic stuff that they folded in in the like the third record or fourth record. But not bad. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy to I'm happy to see Bush make a return. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think I've uh, got renewed interest in them now. Um. I still think um the uh, Sixteen Stone holds up pretty well. It sounds a little dated. Oh yeah, sure does. Um, but I still think the songs on it are pretty damn solid. He's his. I mean, I know you're not a lyric guy, but his lyrics are cringy to the, just to the nth degree. But oh, it was, are they? They, I, oh no, yeah. I, but it was I about it was about the it was about the hooks though, and they were just they're just undeniably uh, great songs. And then they they just even if they didn't have any great records after that, they always had a smattering of really good singles. Yeah. Um, and that That's pe- true. people that I love, uh, people that we love, was great. Originally called Speed Kills, and they changed the name because of nine eleven. Came right chemicals, out right now. I, I love chemicals, chemicals between, between us. us is fantastic, um, and that flowers on my grave from that last record was hellaciously good. Yeah, so I can't believe and, now and, if if there's a if there's something for a new Bush release in twenty twenty three twenty twenty four now I'm going to be like oh I'm interested. I didn't think I'd say that like fifteen years ago. Yeah, but here we are, and I think it should be everyone's. Um, Everyone's goal, every male's goal, to look like Gavin Rosdale oh. as you reach sixty. Yeah, come right? on, come on, yeah. holy, holy crap! You know, I'm, uh, I'm not afraid to say it. That's a good looking dude. You know I mean, that's just is. Yeah, that guy has aged pretty well. I mean, I don't know how much work he's got done, but he certainly doesn't look like Resnick. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Resnick is kind of the kind of the bar for work, and he is definitely. Uh, we're going to take the under the under Resnick. Yeah. Anyway, um, now I wasn't I wasn't real thrilled with the cover choice here because it's a pretty obvious one. It's as basic um, as basic can be. It's as basic as basic can be. And he decided to cover the Beatles. And as as most people know, I am not necessarily a Beatles fan. I understand their impact. They understand, you know, um, what they meant to music. Um, I'm just I I'm I've never been a fan. It's just not my era of music. And they cover "Come Together" as the final track on the record. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised because it doesn't. It's not as straightforward as I expected it to be. It's uh, it it certainly doesn't change the melody around. But there's a rock edge to it that they certainly add. It is not a pop song, so it's not um, the it's not the Aerosmith version, which is just like paint by numbers. This is not paint by numbers. I think you're going to find this um, interesting. At least I did. So uh, this is uh, the final track and the of the two new tracks on Bush's greatest hits called "Loaded." Come come together by the Beatles. I think you've heard this song before. Check it out. Yeah.
So um, I immediately rescind every kind word that I said about Bush really? prior to that. Okay. That, yeah. was, that was a crime, an absolute Why? crime. I, I don't two mind Two main reasons. Two, but you're not a Beatles guy. But yeah. two main reasons, if there's any Beatles guys listening, they'll probably be nodding their heads when I say this. Changing the guitar riff, unacceptable. It's not okay. supposed to go... It's supposed to go... And then uh, the drum beat. I never thought I'd defend Ringo on this show, but not having that like that that drum beat in there and just having yeah. it be a straight chugging drum beat, awful. Really? Never okay. should have been done. Never should have been done. Okay. Do some other bit do hey bulldog. Do some other like deep deeper not that there's deep Beatles cuts, but like do something deeper. Wow. All right. Stick to your original stuff. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> okay. that, that fired me. I was sitting there listening to that going, you've got to be kidding me. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I don't find it bad, but you're right. No, I'm but you're not a Beatles, Beatles guy. So it would, I totally get that it wouldn't bother you, but like that I am a big Beatles guy and that is just, you can't do that. You do not touch All it. Right. It's like, it's like the holy text. You just don't change it. If you're going to change it, don't bother doing it. Don't commit it. Just replay it in your basement with your buddies. Don't commit it to tape for us to listen to. All right. All right. right. We're going to move on. We're going to get to uh, brand new stuff now. It's the part that at least some people have told us is the only reason they tune in. It's the DBC Song Exchange. This is what they want to hear. The newest of the new. Not old bands putting out new stuff. Not us yammering on about vinyl. They want to hear the newest of the new, and that's what we're about to bring you. Bass number one, bass number three, bringing you three new songs apiece 
from cool bands you might not have heard of. Some of them probably never heard of. Uh, check them out. Do check out our playlist, which is uh, available uh, on Spotify. Uh, there's a link to it on our um, on our podcast page. Uh, and it's 800-plus songs in there that we've compiled over the last however many years, four years. We're, we're, four years. We're on, uh, we start with number 879, so we're 879 and 884, and the 152nd week that we've been doing this. Okay, there you go. That's a lot of new music, folks. And, yes, there have been duplications, but for the most part, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brand-new emerging artists that deserve to be heard or at least in the cases of some of them had a couple songs that were worth it maybe their albums were shit but and prentice and prentice is in there too uh shout out number two all right let us get uh started as always we start with our friend bastard number one with his first choice of the night what do you got well and here's one of the repeats all yes, right so now now that we've got rid of the um the alum segment i wonder <laughs> if I choose a band or an artist that you played before. Does that make them mine going forward? Is it like you taking it from me? I think it is. I think it is. No, so I, I feel like it's whoever the originator was. So if I bring oh, one of well. yours that you brought, it's still yours. All right. Well, then this one's still yours, but I am bringing a group called Wild Nothing. You brought them back in week 24. Yep. This is now week 152, as I said. So a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, they just released on October 27th their fifth record called Hold. It is a pretty uh, wonderful record. It's pretty good. The, yeah. Yep. The band is from Blacksburg, Virginia. So I don't know if we it's completely really just one stated. guy. It's really just Jack him. Tatum. Yeah. yeah, Jack Tatum is really the guy. Um, I don't know. Last week, I feel like we might have stayed in the States the whole time. I know I stayed in the States the whole time. No, Ken Mode was uh, Canadian. Oh, Ken Mode is Canadian. That's right. So I and by the way, last week I have now. to say, you told me, I can't believe you brought a band as big as Ken Mode. I come at you, I can't believe you brought a band as big as Wild Nothing. Because I'd argue Wild Nothing is more known than Ken Mode. Uh, these guys, Wild Nothing is more known? Than Ken Mode? Yeah. I absolutely think so. Well, have have they had any actual hits? Not. Does Ken Mode have a hit? Well. No, but uh, Wild Ken Nothing is Wild Ken no Mode is very well known in like hardcore circles. Wild and, Nothing, and circles. Wild Nothing came up in like the um the like that blog rock like movement. Uh, you know the the share like the way like Stereo Gum and Brooklyn Vegan and all those sites came out. Um, and those first couple of Wild Nothing records were, I mean, not hits, but are fairly well known. I in fact, I would actually argue that they're sort of on the like, oh, those guys are still around phase. For some, oh. for some like aging millennial, like millennials who are like really into indie rock, like this might be to them the way we're looking at the helmet record. Like, oh, those guys are still around. Wonder what they're doing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. Because because they've had however many it's been six ah. or this is this is uh this is their fifth. Yeah, I mean, right, qu not quite as many as the helmet uh, example, but they've. Certainly... I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought they were smaller. Okay. No, but again, you were not into this at the time. You no, were you were as wasn't. far divorced from the sound of like indie rock in 2011 or whatever as you possibly could have been whenever they kind of got started. Um, so I get it, and and also the sound of this record right up your alley. So I totally totally get yeah. the appeal here. Um, so th I think this is this is another one, and so far. I've been listening to a lot of music lately, and I've been really uh, the lyrics have stuck in my head. And again, I'm not a lyric guy. But this one lyrically just sort of was a, it's a heavy lyric song. It's very melodic. 
really good. It was the second single released in September uh, from this record called Hold. The song is called Suburban Solutions. stuff from wild nothing the track is called uh, suburban solutions you can find that on the uh, recently released lp called hold uh really just great stuff he's got a great 
melodic sense, a great 80s understanding. He was sort of more of that like chill wave vibe in the uh you know in the earlier records but he's sort of i feel like he's embraced a little bit more of the 80s like some synth stuff and yeah um um yeah really 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 good stuff like like what he's doing good way to start um what did we say we were in we're trying to see if we stay in america so i'm i'm going america here i'm I'm going we're going to los angeles uh, for this group it's a uh it's a i guess we what i'm reading classifies them as a pop folk trio called truesdale mm. now there's also a little bit of there is certain i listened to the whole record uh, today in the car on the way into work and there's certainly country elements in it which is definitely not my wheelhouse but there's something about this record um that i quite like there are three piece all a uh, female three piece formed back in 2014 all um music uh uh university music students so these are like trained musicians and you can tell because there's a lot of really interesting you know chord changes and harmonies and things that you know it's not just dudes in their basement or in their garage figuring this out this is like trained musical stuff uh kind of sophisticated they just put out a record uh, their debut lp called out of my mind um and i i find it to be really enjoyable and uh, this is a, a a folky kind of tune it reminds me in places of like casey musgraves uh who i am even though i'm not a country fan i am a fan of hers um i heard a little bit of Hyam on the record as well and when i read their press kit they name track name check them so um that definitely is in it as well but to see what you think this is a a group called truesdale it's spelled t-r-o-u-s-d-a-l-e truesdale Uh, and the track called Placebo from their debut album, Out of My Mind, on the DBC Song Exchange. Speak of the devil and he will appear Look for the bad and it's all you'll ever hear Say there's a fire, I smell smoke When nothing's burning, I choke on clean Taking a trip or changing my hair Posting notes I wrote, tell me I'm almost there Two buck chuck in a crystal glass, if it makes it taste better
There's music from uh, the folk pop trio called Truesdale. That track is called Placebo. You can find that on their debut full-length record released uh, last month called Out of My Mind. Uh, and for those of you who are Casey Musgraves fans, you may be saying, isn't that chorus Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves? And you would be correct. It absolutely oh, is. is. It? Yes. Interesting. I, uh, I am not a fan of either one of them. And I, I was certainly, hi, uh, maybe a little bit, um, but not, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't necessarily looking forward to that based on your description, but it, it's, it's catchy and melodic mm-hmm. and I can certainly live with it <laughs> well that's you know what that's if that's the the low bar that i'm aiming for can bastard number one live with, live it, with it then i've achieved all i need to achieve i i, I don't i don't think i'd uh you know fast forward past it fast yeah. forward as it's if certainly, i'm on a tape or certainly like certainly that. pleasant yeah right and there's even that's some good. like there's even some crickets in the back at the beginning in the uh and make you feel like you're just sitting on the porch, just relaxing, having a beer, listen to some there you go. pretty girls strum some guitars. It's all good, man. That I can get behind. Of course you can. Pretty girls and guitars I can get behind. All right. What do you got next? And actually, I had to make sure of the spelling because there's two artists with this name one letter apart. So I had to make sure oh, I had well, the yeah, right no. one. No, you take out the vowel at the end. The uh, dude's name is Aldrich, A-L-D-R-C-H. Mm-hmm. Uh, born Sam Richmond. Uh, he's been around in music for a while, writing some songs, um, but really um, just started really breaking out in the last couple of years. He uh, was in Minneapolis, moved to New York City and Manhattan, um, and now has quite a big uh, Spotify following, I think, if I'm understanding correctly. Um uh, He's got 137,000. I wouldn't call that huge, but it ain't that's small not huge, either. But it, it's not small either. And he just uh, recently released his uh, debut record called Industry Standard. Um, I wanted to get this in there, um, a song from this record, um, because this is on my short list for album of the year. Oh, wow. Uh, that, so that's I, saying I have something. A short list, I have a short list of five records. For album of the year that I've narrowed it down to, I, all I'm doing is a top five, and this is one of them. I'm going back through to listen to them now. So you're doing um, the songs, but you're also going to do it abbreviated top five albums. Yes, okay. I've got my I've got top five albums, and I got 24 songs in a playlist. They're all set. I mean, and we still got a month to go before we really do that. But this is sort of the dead period of music. Um, so I would bet that this is one of the last ones to enter. Um, at least the album list, but industry standard by Aldrich. He's sort of pop. Um, you'll see, uh, you'll hear uh, like it's all pop, a little bit hip hop in it um, throughout the record. Um, it's a sound you're probably familiar with on, you know, kind of pop radio or like serious channels that that focus on new modern music. Um, but it's catchy as catchy as hell um, throughout the whole record. So we're gonna try a song here, and I could have played many of them. Uh, We're going to try a song called Go.
music from Aldrich. The album's called Industry Standard. That's one of Bastard Number One's favorite records of the year so far, at least on the short list. Uh, that track was yeah. called Go. That was uh, damn catchy. It's good stuff. Yeah. Like you want here's 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 an example of how the music industry had changed. His record is on Epitaph. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all to me. <laughs> no, no. Um, that uh, they've been branching out, but that's a little bit far for them, even. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that's not what I would associate with Epitaph. Um, I have to I have to ask uh, just because I was scanning the track list. Um, could was one of the other tracks that you could have brought the one that feature features Pop Tropica sluts. Oh yeah, now uh, yeah, that's a good tune. That all the tracks are good. I wasn't going to bring that one, but um, the, the this this was uh, a track that I had sitting in my playlist for a while, and then I had put like four other ones in there, and I still went back to this original. So, uh-huh. well, but I have the to, Pop Tropic sluts is not the not the greatest band in the world. No, well, I do enjoy uh, the name of that. At least their uh, their name is fantastic. Uh, speaking of fantastic names, uh, we will go with my uh, next choice. Love this crap. We what's that? Be, uh, ben is <laughs> Teen Gene and the Gene Teasers uh, or whatever. Teen Jesus, yeah, Gene, and all the- Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. Get it right. That's right. Um, we are going to at well, we're not in America. Sorry, we got to get our passports. We're going to England uh, to uh, hang out with a fun little band called Jen and the Degenerates. That's Jen spelled G E N. And the Degenerates, uh, they refer to their fan base as the Degenerates. So they're like... Sounds like a movie. Sounds like a movie waiting to happen. It does. Uh, it's named after lead vocalist Genevieve Glyn Reeves. They are a five-piece band. Uh, been around for a couple of years. They had an EP that they put out last year. And they have a Lucy right now, which we're going to hear. And it's literally called Big Hit Single. Um and it was apparently written uh, after the vocalist chatted with her record label, um, and then we're like, "Could you write more songs like the oh. last one that did well?" And so she's like, "Well, here's big hit single." Oh, another one of these songs. Never heard this concept before, right? Yeah, well, it's a little better than the one that Corn did. Whatever that one. Y'all, y'all want to? Y'all, y'all want a single? <laughs> uh, but this is fun. Uh, I feel like it might somewhat be in your wheelhouse because you do like the british stuff you do like the rock so i uh, check this out music from jen and the degenerates uh kind of raw uh big hit single on the dbc song exchange <laughs>
There's music from Jen and the Degenerates. Track's called Big Hit Single. Currently a Lucy. Uh, no word yet on if there's a, an EP or an LP uh, coming, but there it is. Sort of loud and, and uh, uh, a lot of really cool, I don't know how much you're hearing on your one ear uh, headset over there, but yeah. a lot of really uh, nasty, like uh, noisy guitar kind of squeals and squalls during the verses going on. Yeah, I don't hear a whole lot of that, so I'll listen to that on the side. Yeah, I um, know. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I find it to be uh, catchy and, and in an annoying kind of way, as a lot of that music sometimes can be. Like sort okay. of grading delivery and all that, but uh, but enjoyable nonetheless. All right. Moving oh. on. Oh, oh, or, oh sorry. Or, sorry. Oh, you, you usually say something to me, but I, did, I wasn't looking to see you uh, chugging something there. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, That's uh, fine. So I'm taking uh, my, my last stop was in New York City. I'm taking the train right up to Boston okay. for a four piece, all female, all LGBTQ band um, called Shallow Pools. Uh, they have uh, released three EPs, uh, one in 2019, one in 2021, one in 2022, and have just released their very first full-length record called I Think About It All the Time. Uh, they are uh, labeled as Shimmer Pop um, uh, or or just an indie pop band uh, compared to uh, a band that I know you like, at least. I don't remember if I like them or not, Sickle Friends. Um, oh my god, I love Fickle Friends. Yeah, you would like Fickle um, Friends. I think I probably do. Um, and, and in fact, it's probably one of those groups where we played like 19 songs in them. And I I'm pretty that. sure I brought like three or four of them in the past. Yeah. Oh wait, you know what? Is that the? Did they do the IRL song? Yes, they did. Oh, see that's a, that. <laughs> yes, we've brought them four times or something like that. Okay. Um, what I will say, and I, this is another one that I wanted to get in there because this is squarely in my top 24 for songs of the year oh okay all right and it's so far up the list that it's going to maintain its status in that list so um during uh, it's a spoiler alert but somewhere during my um advent calendar in december this will show up in there this is new music from shallow pools from the album i think about it all the time called nightmare from your mouth I'm the one you dream about Doesn't matter what or where There's a fire in your stare This is going nowhere You should take a step back You say I overreact But don't you understand This won't turn out how you planned So see yourself out Make your voice tremble Took notes from the devil Fucking nightmare. I can haunt you in your sleep. I can be the ghost you look for. This is 
Music from Shallow Pools, uh, Bastard Number One's final choice yeah. for the evening track called Nightmare. You can find that on the I Think About It All the Time album, which I will um, certainly be uh, adding to my queue to check out. It, it, I hear the Fickle Friends thing, but it's like a harder edge. Uh, Fickle Friends does not have that crunch to yeah. it. Certainly does not have that uh, uh, profanity in it. It almost like it's like Fickle Friends mixed with like Reputation era production of Taylor Swift. Um, okay, a little like nastier or or not quite as poppy. Whereas Fickle Friends is just like stick that pop right into my veins. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, and this one and just like Aldrich being on Epitaph. Yeah, this is on equal pop. Oh. This is on equal vision. Oh, Jesus. I get, these things don't make sense. <laughs> it's like the Weather Channel showing like Air Bud or something. You go like, "What are you well, that's doing?" He jumps really high in the air. Is that what it is? Oh, no. Well, yeah. all right. Well, explain why MTV is doing the five day forecast then. Yeah, because I have no idea. All right, my uh, last one uh, is going to be from uh, a guy. Uh, there's not a whole lot out on uh, this dude, except that. Uh, the one link I have on him says he's 18. I don't know how out of date that is, but he's obviously fairly young. Um, and his name is uh, either Kyan or Kean. It's spelled K-I-A-N. Uh, he's originally from Carbondale, Illinois, now in L.A., and he records under the name Sugar Pit. So that was the uh, SP that we were seeing in the tracker. And yeah, I thought I... we were shallow pools, and I thought we were doubling up on shallow pools nope. for a little bit. I made sure to double-check that there were no... Okay. Uh, no sugar pit songs that would have fit your uh, abbreviation, but uh, this this is uh, so apparently uh, like uh, there's a, an article that I'm finding where somebody's talking about them and describing them as a TikTok band. Now, obviously, I have no I have no frame of reference if that's true or not. If this is something that's being used in videos or if this is just a music that is indicative of a style on TikTok, I really don't. I, I'm out of my depth with that. Okay. Um, but it's interesting um, from a production standpoint, it's kind of obnoxious. Uh, he describes himself uh, or others describe himself as having um, some like eighties influence, but also some punk or, um, you know, garage sound. There's some of that, but like not, like you can hear a little Beck in there. Um, it's kind of a hodgepodge thing. Um, I 
kind of like it. Uh, the EP that he released uh, just last month is called Taskmaster, uh, and this is the lead track called Compete. Uh, it is my last uh, pick of the night, Sugar Pit, uh, on the DBC Song Exchange. I did not come to win. I did not come to lose. I did not come to sleep. I did not come to snooze. I came to compete. I did not come to profit. Did not come to offer up any shit for free. I did not come to buy up your block, raise your rent, to renovate your kitchen on the cheap. I did not come to conquer. I did not come to be the MVP. I'm not coming for the championship ring. Music from Sugar Pit. Uh, that track was called Compete. You can find it on the EP called Taskmaster. And I even hear some of your like uh, post punk like that yeah, in, the, in the vocal k- delivery. K- peachy ish, like uh, I almost heard like a kick yes. peachy ish type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, from like an <laughs> maybe like nineteen year old kid from Carbondale, Illinois. Interesting delivering yeah. that. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very sonically interesting and it's different. A lot it's going different, on, I think. Yeah, and I don't know if the TikTok thing is more of like a statement about like attention deficit. Like it's trying to be a lot of different thing, lots of different sounds going on. It's not, you know, 
uh, it's very caffeinated. I don't know if it's that or if there really is a a subset of TikTok that's listening to stuff that sounds like that. I don't know, but I, I'm no, down. No, I don't it. know either. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Well, that is it. That's uh, this week's installment of the DBC. You got some new music. You got some new bands. You got some old bands. You got some you know two dudes sitting around talking about vinyl. And okay. uh, we are going to be back next week with more of the same. As promised, Bastard Number One and I are going to have a discussion about discovering bands after their sort of discovering them after their heyday, uh, not being on the ground floor with them, so to speak. So I'll come in with some uh, yep. some stuff there, and uh, and then of course uh, we'll have another song exchange, and then we're getting to that point in the year where the new releases sort of dry up. So we got to see if there's anything worthwhile talking about there. If not. Maybe a one-hit wonder, maybe some covers. Who knows? We will have stuff. We promise we will have stuff for you. So thank you for listening. Keep on listening. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Email Hit the us. like button. Smash that like and subscribe button, bro. Uh, and go to uh, 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 children at gmail.com. Send any correspondence that way. Uh, you could uh, mail us money if you want. Uh, that will add to the um, buy bastard number one. 80s 12 inch fund and a shirt and a shirt because he desperately needs a shirt at this point uh but until then we're gonna get out of here we are sleepy bastards we need to get some rest I'm definitely we'll tired. Be back next week with more new stuff so until then i am bass number three of the controls saying good night best number one what do you say Ra- R- rastafari rastafari cool runnings have a good one everybody good night all right buddy take care guys bye bye